Yes, you're gonna have people turn their backs, but it's time for us to keep Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do, I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. I don't want to cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep... And we're back. HBI podcast, health, business, and in between. It was a uh, little bit of a premature ejaculation just before. We uh, got started and it wasn't going so well, so we had to cut it out and try again. Oh, to be it happens, again. man. It happens. <laughs> to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. So, as I was saying before, well, as we were chatting about earlier, off camera now, but now back on the camera, we're talking about understanding, I guess the flow of your metrics in business, right? So when we're tracking along, we're tracking patient volume, we're tracking new patients in and things like that. And when I start to see those kind of metrics slow, I for one always like to go have a bit of a chat through the industry, through my fellow chiros, but physio, osteo, Maya or beyond. And Australia-wide, because you want to see, is it just you doing something or is there a bit of a theme universally at the moment where that's happening? And I have noticed recently, not just in my practice, but around that, you know, that newer flow has been quieting down. And it seems to have been not just across WA, but across a lot of Australia, there's been a little bit of a downtrend. And I'm not saying anything too drastic, but that I'm normally, you know, can't see a new patient for two weeks in advance. And at the moment I have availability this week, which is a weird vibe for me. So with that in mind, I always find there's a few things going on when this is happening. And when this is happening, you always want to know what's, you know, what's the levers I can pull. What I mean by that is what levers can I pull to start driving new patients into my practice that I haven't been focusing on before? Because when you're fully booked and you're busy, you often won't be spending that time on marketing you should. And the problem is a lot of marketing takes time to have its best effect. Mm. So what are the levers that we can turn, you know, we can crank the volume up and volume down that we can still have churning so that when we need them, they're there to go. But first, with my long-winded rant here, let's talk quickly, Ben. Why do you think things or what in your experience causes these little stagnations? I think it's important to... I think to, to note, I guess, some other macro variables, I think that are at play, like we spoke about, you know, inflation's going up, people, you know, whether it's the news, fear mongering, what, maybe not, like obviously quantitative tightening period. So there's a bit less, I think there's slower economic velocity happening at the moment. People are spending less. And I thought it was just individual to us. However, like I've been fully booked for years and even today I had some spare spots and I feel like I'm a bit, I've disappointed myself by not, you know, being fully booked and whatnot. But as a general trend, I've noticed it with, as Nay said, yourself over in Perth, we're in Melbourne, you know, that's across the country, fellow uh, other health professionals, our mates who are running other companies and whatnot. It just seems like leads are down overall. So um, what you asked, what can you contribute to? Yeah, like when when these things happen, what do you usually find? Like if you look at the bigger picture, what do you usually find is going on? Like you obviously alluded what I think is going on right now is a combination of like belt line tightening because people are a bit more concerned about finance, even if it hasn't hit them there, you know, the media is paying it up. There was also end of financial year, which, you know, whether for better or worse, people are focused on finances is such a big thing. And then over here, I'm not sure if it's the same in uh, Victoria, but it's school holidays starting this week and school holidays universally always causes fun things to happen so those are some examples what do you find like if we talk more generally what do you find tends to be going on when you see these impacts uh all right well like i mentioned before like it particularly with you know we've been very blessed because we've had a very strong client base for a long time i've definitely noticed that obviously when employing people and trying to get them busy and whatnot but as a general rule i noticed that when my personal branding is a bit weaker my content production gets 
way less frequent, which it has been. My Instagram is like a museum at the moment. It hasn't been touched for a while. It's pretty dusty. So when, when you're not out there promoting, you know, through social media, for example, marketing promotion through social media, I find that as, as you mentioned, you know, often it's a more of a medium to long-term you can have a short burst of leads that come through through maybe a, a package deal or a discount or whatnot. But when you are building out your funnels, for example, like it is a bit of a medium to long-term burn versus a short-term burn. So as you mentioned before, when you're really busy, you tend not to market and promote yourself as hard because the whole intention is to get yourself busier. Therefore, it's sort of as, almost counterintuitive to, to be pushing and spending on your marketing and putting your time and effort resources into it while you're busy however you know when you aren't as busy as i said i mentioned the content production for us um the digital sort of email digital marketing campaigns email campaigns have dropped right off uh maybe the metrics on retention have dropped off as well i find that uh, you know we've had a few changes as well we've changed our pricing we've changed our appointment times and lengths so we've had a fair few variables change so it's actually quite hard to pinpoint what it is but and we did mention macro things that aren't in our control however the best is always busy so i will always lean in and that's always true but for me yeah as i said if we're not outreaching enough through our social media platforms our emails and we're not touching base with our current database that's when the communication is definitely distanced and then you will definitely see a drop off i believe in bookings yeah 100 i think there's for people listening there's two really there's a couple of really important points here number one you said there was a lot going on so it's hard to pinpoint and that's the importance of having relationships with other practitioners and other businesses because then you can tell whether and this is what the second point is, whether it's an internal issue or an external issue or a mix of both, right? And this is the same with marketing. You always have internal and external marketing. So internal issues in the practice, like you said, might be a change in pricing. We just put our prices up as well, change in appointment lengths, change in you know practitioners, change in opening hours, change in locations, like you said. And then on the other side of it, internal marketing, you might not be doing the usual follow-ups. You're not doing re-exams regularly enough. These little things can slip when you're busy that actually what's what creates retention and longevity within the base and then referrals. Mm -hmm. Then externally, which is what I think is going on in a lot of aspects as well, this can be public holidays are a massive shift. You know, human beings love consistency. So anytime there's a public holiday or a big thing like a new year, a half financial year, a birthday, um, school holidays, you know, a pandemic, <laughs> weather, Anything all publicly, these things yeah. Yeah, can create a distortion with their, you know, normal life, which can lead to people to drop out or for those that were considering coming in for the first time, it just can make life easier and offset them. So they are, you know, there's an A to Z of selling, they were at Y and then they pulled themselves back to D, right? Because now life has changed. So these are things that happen. Now, some of those you can only do so much. There's definite strategies, which we can talk, which is probably a conversation for another day on what you can do with your current client base to minimize, um, I guess, your, the effect from those little drop-ins and drop-outs, like with school holidays, how you can preempt it, how you can get people to book in advance, how you can change times and make life simpler. Um, but the other things we can do is just having strategies that if things start to slow down, we can start to drive up. So I mentioned before, and I'm going to get Ben to jump back in a second because I'm trying to sort out a bit of uh, breaking in and out. But if, we, if we're talking these levers again, internal versus external you were talking the internal stuff what are the internal levers like what's an internal marketing strategy and what do you keep running to get make sure that your internal referrals are good all right you're obviously alluding to a specific answer but 
Group of answers. Yeah, just to take it back one step, you mentioned it earlier today as well, is the metric tracking. And I've been quite lazy with the metrics as well, objective metric tracking of the business. And therefore, you know, if you aren't tracking your metrics, new leads, retention, whatever, obviously it's quite hard to pinpoint you know, where the, the leaky sort of the hole is in the bucket at the start. But obviously when you go to spend some money, you also need to be working out where it's worth the most bang for your buck if you're going to spend some money on some marketing promotion and then you should see an uptick in your new leads, higher retention, whatever it may be, uh, cash flow. But internally, I still think the, the best thing you can do is lean into the sales training and the sales sort of expertise of your current team yourself and your current team making sure that you're i'm not sure if i'm the right track here what you want me to talk about making sure your retention stays high that you are setting the expectation early you are you know you are handling objections quite well you're making sure that the person is crystal clear on their treatment plan how many times you want them to see sorry how many times you want to see them yeah specifics education on their injury how long this thing will take to heal uh what's involved from a rehab standpoint, you know, do they need other health professionals involved? But I find that the more comprehensive and the more solid your your service is, inclusive of you know a sales pitch, because you know it seems like a dirty word in health, but it's actually it's not. Like Nathan always says, was the person better in your care or not? If the answer is yes, then obviously a rebooking is you know necessary. But um, yeah, I I find that if we lean into increasing the retention of of myself and the team through various sales sort of training and obviously everyone pushing their own personal brand and the company brand i find that as a really good way to start like immediately yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i think there's a few things i think they switch between a couple of the areas so internal i think you hit right like the training's there one of the first things i always start with internally is you know it's gonna sound a bit cliche but internally yourself right like where's your energy at Mm. when you're in an appointment with someone are you just focused on them or are you also thinking about your bills the party on the weekend these things because patients can feel when you're not all in and you know if they're already one foot out the door and they're deciding whether you're still valuable if they don't feel like you're even there that's going to go so you know your own internals are at is important and sometimes you need to go take a holiday and come back to get that value if it's not a you internal energy thing well then What are the internal levers we can pull? So internal marketing is marketing to the people that are already in your practice, right? So asking for referrals. Mm. When someone says, hey, man, I'm feeling so good with what you've done. You're like, sweet, man. You must, I bet you've got a bunch of friends that have probably got similar stuff to you because the research tells us that. Would you mind doing me a favor this week and, you know, maybe mentioning to one of them about coming in? Um, Asking for referrals is not weird if done appropriately, done at the right time because people come to you for a result it's not an automatic that they think to refer. So asking for it and they'll be like, oh yeah, you've got a good enough rapport. It's a great opportunity, right? So that's an easy internal marketing, right? If you yeah. want, and it's quiet, prime time, especially school holidays, run family and friends month. If you look after kids and stuff like that, it's like, hey, school holidays is on. There's no better time to get your kids checked, you know, backpack checks, posture checks, all these sort of things. The easy like avenues to start getting whole families under care and making sure that everyone's looked after. The other that's and right. probably the best area you can get patients back in is your reactivations right people that have seen you people that have loved what you do but for whatever reason have dropped out i mean those are just hot leads sitting there so having a strategy of like i have a like six week a 12 week a three month and a six month list that are sort of on eight different week of the month sent to me and then i will text people personally or i'll get staff to reach out i'll send emails and you're going to get a percentage of those people dropping back in and those are the best people already because they're super on board with what you do and they love it they just might have one of those other things i talked about before like a birthday that just knocked them off course and they just need to get back on mm, very good point I think so those that- like, go 
Sorry. Yeah, and I think if you could shed some light on some of the metrics that you track, uh, and this is what I've been working with my brother with doing a bit of coaching on, because yeah. I just I just got lazy, man. I dropped the ball, and I just things were were rosy, and then I was just like, all right, well, I, yeah. I backed off on on my tracking my metrics and the objective data of the business, and then what happens is you make decisions off intuition versus subjective uh often it's not the most accurate decision so therefore i think that that's brilliant obviously contextual and timely offers touching base and re re um, igniting the communication with your current clients which is great because they're the ones as you said who are you know they're hot leads they are ready to go as soon as you're front of mind like oh yeah i'm gonna go see nathan again because my neck's a bit stiff i did drop out of care there and then it obviously gives you the opportunity to then um you know take them under your wing into your care again but i think that if you if you can shed some lights which which will help on some of the metrics that you track where you are then aware of right, is this person been out of care for six weeks um they missed their appointment last week like it's just about i guess finding where the yeah the problems well, might lie or, or finding the where the touch point is almost right? yeah. yeah exactly so listen i mean there's a basic metric that i track i track like patient visit averages so when someone sees me, what's the average number of any new patients? How many visits will they come for? I track new patients, internal versus external review, like referrals. So were they someone sent by someone or were they sent by, you know, Facebook, Google, or, you know, an external contact, a GP or a gym or something like that. Um, and then in terms of the, re- the like reactivation, that's where we sort of focus heavier. So if someone's just missed an appointment, right, or they've just fallen off, within that first week, I'm going to shoot them a text and just go, hey, how we're doing? You're good. Um, we need to get you back on track. How does that sound? So that's an easy initial sort of state, right? You'll text them for- or your reception? Yeah. Well, we've got a, te- we've got a text number. So the, the reception yeah. will text them as me. Um, but sometimes it is me as well. Uh, and I'll respond. But yeah. the next step... It from there so then i'll get like a so i'll leave them we'll leave them we'll see what they do we're then going to see their metrics when i get to them so if i get someone you know maybe i'm a month gone or three months out now or even six months and i have a patient that saw me like three times i'm probably not going to come too hard after because you know they came in it was probably transactional i'll usually look at their file before them because the staff asks for my direction so i'll go all right no don't worry about that person just discharge them or you might have someone that's seen you for like three years has had like 30 or 40 sessions with you over that time, you know, like they love being part of it. They treated something that's part of their regular maintenance routine. You're like, all right, this is a person who loves what we do. Something's obviously gone in. It's time to reach out. And a lot of time I'll personally message them off my own phone. Yeah. So it's not a risk. Yeah. And just go, hey, how's it going on? What's been happening? Uh, but I won't do it to book them in. I'll do it because I generally want to see how they're doing and what's going on, right? And I'm open to feedback if it's negative, but it's see like, you know, I have one last one. I was like, hey, haven't seen you in like six months. How you been? How's the kids? And they're like, oh man, I'm so good. It's just life got super crazy. Uh, I need to get back in. Could you book me in next week? You're like, yeah, no worries, man. But I never go, hey, how you been? We should book you in because yeah. then you're like, they know you're just being transactional. Whereas if you're actually their practitioner, you sh- I'm interested in knowing how you're doing. Like, why aren't I seeing you? Was there something I could do better? Was there an opportunity to learn? Or was it just a matter of you doing well and you'll see me when you need me? Yeah, I think uh, that is a pivotal differentiation. I think working out, um, you know, and getting that message across that, hey, I am touching base with you out of interest versus getting you out of um, getting you in for another appointment, as I said, a transactional sale. So I think that the art is in the communication. So we're doing that at the moment. A lot of our guys are outreaching to you know clients from at least six months ago, yeah. and what I think is really 
great is obviously get them on the phone, phone call, or a voice message is great because that you can articulate your tone of voice and they can yeah. sort of get a better read on what you're doing for what you're contacting them for. But yeah, I think you're right. A perfect that's, place that's one of the reasons I use, yeah, why I use text, right? Because text, 90% texts get like a 95% look rate, I think, right, and like an yeah. 80% response rate. So even if they don't respond a lot of the time, at least you're just keeping front of mind. And it's and texts are easy. It's just like, hey, man, how you been? It's just like, it's Nathan North Rico. It's a lot of check-in, see how you been. Nothing more. No expectation anything else because it's a text. I remember one of my staff were building up a sort of template for it and they're like, I use what we used to put in the email. I was like, no, no, but a text is not an email. It sounds weird if that comes through on text. So make sure you're actually using like- Text language. And talk how you would talk, right? Yeah, mm. like use things that would make sense. Um, but Less I think that's some of the easy stuff you can do. Yeah internally right externally is where i think when things get a little slower they're great strategies and i think they're also great strategies for people newer into practice because you have to have a certain amount of practice volume before internal strategies are really effective or before you can truly rely on them right we used to say you need to probably be a minimum 60 visits a week before you can really start growing off pure internal Mm. and before that it's a lot of external referral right so what's an external referral it's a facebook it's a google it's a you know it's an external business you work with it's someone that's not another patient of yours yeah so this is where the long-term happens right so you depending on how you want to should have a faith like a social media strategy now you don't have to be on all of them but like ben said before he hasn't been posting so he's not beginning the follow-up he's not staying in front of people this is another way you touch base with people rather than me texting them they see me training they see us put info out that it pops up on their feed and they're like oh shit i need to get back in and get adjusted or someone who's been in the marketplace gone cool like, oh, that's right. I followed that car because I was thinking about going in. I should go in, right? Yeah. So if whether it's paid or unpaid, awareness. yeah, consistency is king. Mm-hmm. Same goes with Google. Like if you hadn't already, you want to be looking at whether like Google, you're posting on Google because they reward you really heavily for it. If you're getting reviews on there, stuff like that. Like, because it does, like it's, so reviews are obviously a gray zone, but Google's one of the gray zones where, you know, as long as you're not direct requesting, it's fine. Oh, wow. So yeah, so it's sort of like you've got no control, right? So use it as best you can. You can't republish it elsewhere. Obviously, everything has got to be after guidelines, but they're all areas like, you know, we we turn up first on most of the map packs in my region and by byproduct, we get Google referrals without paying for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Your website, does your website need an overview to make booking easier and more appealing, right? Because if your website is clunky and it's not mobile, like, you know, optimized, you're going to lose bookings there. Yeah. Yeah, these things are. But I think the other one and the area that I've always loved, like my number one lever when things are going poorly is I lean in on networking. Networking is my like super strength because I am fearless to reach out to other businesses because usually I want to know about that business for my own body or my own life. So there's no like, hey, I'm only coming here to get people booked in. I'm like, I want to go try your shit and see what's going on, right? Like, if you I'm like interested. me, shit, sweet. Yeah. We can, like half the time they're like, hey, do you want to leave cards? I'm like, I didn't even bring any. Like, I just, I just came to hang. Like, and that's truly what's going on. So when you build relationships like that, I have some fantastic relationship local business, but because life's been busy, I haven't put my face back there for a while right so it's like all right a bunch of the trainers i know i should really probably go jump in um go jump in with them and just go um have a session again like you know get my face back in front so your front of mine um their clients see you again or you know the recovery crew that i work with that run saunas and massage hey let's go get a session there just so they can see me getting up on there in front of their bait like you just start hitting the touch points again Mm. and come front of mind because people there's a natural part of you know respirosity that like when you're going and using their service they want to support you and it's it's not disingenuous because i'm generally wanting to be there but if you have those levers like i know 
I could reach out to probably six, seven people today and go, hey, can I come give a presentation at your gym or facility to your members? And they're just going to go, all right, sweet. When do you want to do it? Yeah. So yeah. it's these are the, like, if you build these bank lines, they're always there if practice isn't going the way it should go. And so you've got these opportunities to hit your internal, hit your external. It's the classic saying, right? Like throw mud at the wall, see what sticks and then lean in, like crank up the volume on whatever's sticking. And then you pull back on the other things, but you just don't turn them off. Mm. No, invaluable, Brad. So much so that I really don't have a whole lot to add to that because you said it so bloody well. I think that, you know, things like these ideas, like the ideas are, are limitless. Like, as you said, if you've got like as simple as I just mentioned, how can I come down and benefit your business? But in turn, as you said, it's not disingenuous and you're not like, you're not there to persuade them and their, their client base to come see you. It's simply just front of mind, bringing you into the awareness or your business into the aware, their awareness because they once were, you know, a loyal client or, or you know, a real, um, I guess, a, a, a real fan of your work. So therefore, it's like, yeah. why not touch base? Because people are the same it's a two-way street because other people get tied up in their own personal life and other people get tied up in their businesses and whatnot. And it's just like, not until you remind them that they're like, well, thank God you reminded me because I really need to come see you. Yeah. And that comes to the thing, like most of the time when you contact them, people are so afraid when, Oh, they're going to be angry. I'm annoying them. Most of them are like, fuck, thank no. God you reached out. I mean, me and you get in, I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm, I'm good, but I really need an adjustment or a session. Can you get me in? Mm. And like, people are so thankful that you reached out to them because yeah. it saved oh, them gratitude. time. Gratitude, that's right. But the opening was that you were just reaching out. I'm reaching out to see how you're doing. I don't give a shit if you book. has no interest in my self-righteous being. Like, even quiet. I'm still busy as shit, right? Like, it feels quiet for me, but most people would still probably be like, that's my, like, dream busy day so for me i'm like so be it right yeah well you get used to it's, it like when you run it so hot every week like we're, we're talking like we're fucking like we're fucking busy but we've been busier and we want to make sure that stays busy because we've got a team also Stand to look up. after yeah listen mate as um is it Jay- i think it was jamie smith said it um down like, yeah, melbourne strength culture i know he stole it from someone else but he's <laughs> the one who told me so i'm going to credit him he said, you know, yesterday's dreams or like today's problems were yesterday's goals, I believe is the general paraphrase. And I like I, I can't that. think of that as a more appropriate thing for today, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like what I used to be like, man, I can't wait to the day that I'm that busy. And now I'm like, I'm that busy. Oh my God, what am I doing? So bored. <laughs> Just like yeah, it's it's hard to say, hard. like it's hard to remind yourself at times of like where you're at, what's going on. But yeah. I think we should call it in there. The big mm-hmm. things there, guys, remember, look for a start. If you think something's going on, look at the internal versus the external. Look at yourself. Look what's going on inside your practice. Look what's happening at a more macro level with, you know, your colleagues across the country to see if there's common things. Mm. When it then goes to actually what you're going to do, look at your options. Where are you currently in your practice life? Can you turn the internal dial because you've got a big, strong practice? Or do you need to go focus on the external and where have you been missing opportunities for yourself? If you hit those things, I guarantee you it's just a little blip on the radar and every charge along. Because remember, as they say in the, uh, especially in the investing world, always uh, zoom out on the chart and make sure that Long term. it's not just a week, right? Like do these things over three months, not over a couple of days. Just keep treading water until then. Yeah. Let's go. Well, right, thank you as always. Been a pleasure, Benny. Uh, Thank you, bro. People, if you Very did get something today, please, there's no doubt you did, grab a screenshot, share it up. We love spreading the message. If you need help or ideas, please slide in the DM. Message. We're here to help. And as always, make sure you are leaving us a five-star review wherever you're getting your podcasts. We'll see you next Thank week. You.
Thanks, guys.